Today, we're going to talk about a very important issue, and that is the difference between privacy and secrecy. This is a very important issue for people who have donor-conceived children. If you have donor-conceived children, or even if you're thinking about having donor-conceived children, I think this episode will really inform you about not just your children, but about how to talk to other people about your story or not talk to other people about your story. So we're going to dive into that in a moment. But first, I want to mention that I've been getting a lot of requests for people who are interested in talking about their story and different parts of the story. And of course, we're all different parts of ourselves, right? We all have different angles to our stories. Some involve loss, some involve coming out, some involve all sorts of things. And because I've had so much experience, both in surrogacy and fertility, as you know, I've worked in both of those areas for quite some time. It's been really important to include those areas also, but I haven't been able to because we're really just focused on donor conception. So starting at the beginning of the year, we are going to extend this podcast to include lots of areas of donor conception and fertility and surrogacy. So I will tell you more about that as we move forward. But for today, we are going to talk about secrecy versus privacy. Welcome to Donor Conception Conversations. This is the one podcast created exclusively for people who are planning to use donor conception to build their family or for people who have already built their family with donor conception. I'm your host. My name is Lisa Schumann. I'm a researcher, a therapist, and an expert in donor conception. And over my more than two decades of experience working both in fertility clinics and in my private practice, the Center for Family Building, I've met with thousands of donor-conceived individuals, children, recipients, and donors. And I've learned so much, and I'm here to teach you all that I've learned in this podcast. My guests and I will talk about everything that you need to know to have a better journey to parenthood. If it's about donor conception, we're going to talk about it. And today we are doing a solo episode on a topic that is really important to talk about and we haven't spoken about it enough. And that is about privacy versus secrecy. So privacy, as you know, is important for everyone. Everybody is entitled to their privacy. But secrecy brings all kinds of feelings of shame, humiliation, embarrassment, and negative feelings with it. And so we're going to talk about the difference and how it pertains not just to your child, but how it pertains to you. Because as the parent or parent-to-be of a donor-conceived child, this is really important for you to think about. Thinking about it right now, even if you don't have your children yet, is really important because this is going to affect you long-term in ways that maybe you haven't thought of. So let's say somebody says to your child, boy, your child's so athletic. That's amazing. How did your child become so athletic? Which one of you are so athletic? And you think, oh my gosh, it's really from the donor. Or maybe I don't know who it's from. Maybe it's from the donor's grandfather or somebody else that I don't know. So you start to think about it, and maybe you're feeling happy because you think, oh, I'm really glad that my child doesn't have my two left feet. Or maybe you're feeling sad because it reminds you of your infertility. Now, regardless of what you're feeling in that moment, you're going to respond in a way that maybe makes sense to you. Maybe it makes sense to you because you feel that you want to be close to that person and share with them information about your donor. Maybe it 
matters to you because you want to be open about it and you really value openness. There could be lots of reasons why you'd be open about it. When people go through infertility treatment, chances are they're going to have a support system, right? You're going to have people who are in your life who you feel close to. These are people who you trust, who you respect, people who respect you and value you and are so excited for you to build your family. They really just want you to be happy and have this wonderful, beautiful family. However, as time moves forward, things will change in your life you're going to have experiences that are going to be a lot different than the ones you have now. So maybe as time moves forward, you are going to be involved in a baby class or a mommy and me group, or maybe as your child gets older, you'll be in a soccer league or a music class. And all of those things will be really wonderful and joyful experiences. However, the people in your world are going to be different than the ones that you first were connected to when your child was born. These are people who may or may not have your best interests at heart. So I'll give you an example, a personal example of mine. So when my children were younger, they were all in a school where there was this wonderful, wonderful kindergarten teacher. And he had an assistant who was an immigrant, who was the most lovely woman And she really cared about the kids and she was so sweet. And I was so glad that my children had, all three of them had the same teacher. However, she had very, very different ideas about what it means to have children. She really thought that if God didn't give you children, then you probably shouldn't have them or that they're not yours. All of my children were adopted. And they were adopted in different ways, but all at birth. And they've known all their lives they were adopted and feel very comfortable with it. So this woman, she felt that my children didn't belong to me. And how did I know this? Well, when we had parent-teacher conferences and they started to talk about how the classroom works and what happens as the children start to learn how to read and as they start to learn different things, she would say, well, you don't really understand this very well because these aren't your children. And I know she didn't mean it to hurt me, but it did hurt. It was very upsetting. Now, I saw lots of red flags. She had said things that I thought didn't really sound very warm towards people who have all different kinds of families in the past, but I kind of ignored them because I thought she was such a lovely person. And she was a lovely person, but because of her cultural differences, she really didn't see things the way that she needed to see them for me to feel comfortable sharing that my children were adopted. And so this is just one example of how you might have someone in your life who has a cultural difference, or maybe they're old-fashioned, and they don't see things the same way you do. Maybe you even have somebody like a grandmother who really wanted to have an Irish grandchild, and because you're using donor conception and your child cannot necessarily carry on that Irish culture your grandmother would be disappointed. There's so many different ways that you could have people in your life who could feel disappointed or say the wrong things or not feel fully accepting in any sort of way about your family. And here you are so excited to be a parent, so excited to nurture and love your child, so excited to embrace parenthood. And you have these people who have opinions that will be hurtful perhaps to you and perhaps to your child. So what do you do? Well, it does get difficult because if you see 
this person, let's say there's somebody in the PTA or maybe the head of the Girl Scout troop, and they are really happy to see you and your kids, but they've heard that you have a donor-conceived child. Maybe they will stand in front of the dairy counter and discuss with you ad nauseum what happened with your donor or how ask you how you found your donor or ask you about your child or ask you about anything that you know about your donor. And those questions can really feel very intrusive. Now, maybe you're the sort of person who says, you know, I don't really care. I'm a soapbox person. I like to tell the world everything. So that's understandable. And if you want to do that, that's fine. But it's important to know that these sorts of occurrences will happen in your life and they will continue to happen. And as your child gets involved with more and more people and more and more circumstances, your social network is going to widen. And the amount of people who are going to be in your life who are not necessarily kind of cleared by you are going to increase. So what are you going to do? How are you going to feel about this? What is going to matter to you? This is something that you need to discuss with your partner if you have one. Or think about yourself if you're a single parent because it really deserves some thought. You might be very exhausted by these questions. Or you might not. You might feel like, I'm not exhausted by it. I'm just private. I don't like to tell the world everything. It's just not my personality. You know, I run a group called Tip Top, and it is a workshop for donor-conceived children, and we discuss how donor-conceived children can share or not share their information with others. And we have lots of ways of helping the children understand their histories, and we have lots of exercises. But one of the things that we discuss quite a bit is temperament. And I think it's important to honor your temperament, not to feel like I absolutely feel obligated that I have to tell the world about my donor conception story because it's important to be open. Yes, it's important to be open with your child, but it's not important to be open with the world. You really need to consider what you need and what your partner needs. So there's also another issue to consider. At some point, your child will decide how they feel about this. They may decide that they want to tell their best friend or they don't want to tell their teacher, or maybe they want to share this information with somebody in their soccer league. And of course, with medical issues, this information needs to be shared. There's no question. But there's lots of other relationships where your child may or may not want to share this information. At that point, it will be your child's information to share or not to share. Until then, you really need to make this decision. And when do you want to make that decision? So let's say you say, okay, I really want to be open about this. And I want to be able to share this information with someone who is maybe somebody that I've become friendly with at school. Now, that person may say, okay, I'm feeling very comfortable with this information. And yet they may have some comments about it. Perhaps they think the child is very interested in math because you're interested in math, or maybe your partner's interested in math. Maybe they start to think your child's going to be musical because the donor's musical. If this person has a lot of opinions like that, that can also be uncomfortable for two reasons. Number one, 
it's uncomfortable because it leaves the other parent out of the picture. The person who is not genetically related can feel left out of the picture, right? Now, if you're in a same-sex couple or a heterosex couple with infertility problems, this can be an issue for one of the partners because they can really feel left out. If you're a single parent, of course, you could feel left out if you are not using your eggs or sperm. So that's the first issue. The second issue is, is there going to be an expectation for your child? Are people going to expect your child to behave in a certain way or be a certain way because that's the way the donor is or that's the way the genetically related parent is? If that parent is musical, they're going to assume the child's going to be musical. But what if the child really likes math? Is that going to be ignored? Now, this may or may not happen, but there are some things to consider here. And I know all of these scenarios may seem implausible to you, but as your child grows, these sorts of situations can occur. And so what's really important is to make sure that you and your partner, if you have one, are on the same page. We don't want you to argue about this and have problems. You know, very often when you get caught off guard, you end up saying things that you regret. You end up just kind of spilling the beans and you don't feel good about what you said and you come home, you talk to your partner about it, and maybe you feel like, gosh, I can't believe I said that. I really feel icky about it. I wish I hadn't. So here's an opportunity before you have children or even if you have them to take some time aside and speak with your partner or maybe bounce off some ideas with a friend if you're a single parent and start to think about what is important to you. In these sorts of scenarios, how would you feel? What would be most important to you? What do you want to communicate and what do you not want to communicate? You know, it is possible to say, you know, this information belongs to my child and if they'd like to share it, at some point, we will leave it to them to share. That is a possible scenario. It's also possible to say, we're a two-mom family. We're both the moms. It's also possible to say, there's no dad in the picture. So there's no right way to handle this. What's really important is to remember that you have the ability to have some control over the situation. As you're pursuing this, you're going to be excited. You're going to be thrilled. You're going to love being a parent. And yes, it's going to be hard in some ways, but it doesn't have to be hard in every way. And this is a way that you can try to, maybe even if it seems like putting the cart in front of the horse, do a little bit of prep work to try to anticipate these problems before they happen. Sit down with your partner or your friend and start to think through some of these situations. And think about what makes sense to you. Think about how you would feel in these circumstances and try on a few different ideas. Once you do that, then you can start to think about, okay, what is my go-to response if somebody stops me in the supermarket? And maybe that will be very different from my go-to response if my teacher asks me a question. And maybe that'll be very different from my go-to response if my cousin asks me a question. So. I think it's good to talk these things through and figure out how you and your partner, if you have one, feel about all of these different situations and come to some sort of decisions together that you can both feel comfortable with, that you both can rely on. And so, yes, it's possible 
that you will get caught off guard and maybe say something that you don't feel comfortable saying, but those moments will be minimized if you do some prep work. So I hope this conversation helps you and I hope that you have a wonderful path to parenthood. That is really my hope and dream is to help you in every way possible. And please feel free to reach out to me anytime. 